Hey humans, hey guys. It's me, Chocolate Thunder, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chalk. Hey guys, I don't even mean to sound fake when I say hey guys. Um, and if you hear music in the background, I don't, I do not own the rights to that music. It's just playing, um, and it's not connected to this app. So I'm gonna play music connected to the app. But if you hear excess music, I don't own the rights to any music really that you hear. Um, but anyways. I just wanted to come to you guys and talk to you about what's been on my heart for really since the 12th of this month. And uh, as the week progressed, I just um, kept thinking and I thought, you know, I really want to talk about the summaries of healing. So this episode is entitled The Summaries of Healing. Um, and I really want to talk, talk about, think about out loud, what does healing even mean? And how do, how does your healing, your specific healing, particular to you, how does that differ from my healing or what I define as healing? And, um, I looked up the definition of healing and, um, It's the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. And I really just want to like contemplate that. Now, if you've been listening to my episodes, you know that this is pretty much a ramble podcast. I just talk and I record and it's like a verbal diary. And, you know, my thoughts come out faster than my writing does. And so I just I just record it for whoever hears it and whoever hears it when I'm gone. Um, And speaking of when I'm gone, I was watching a video recently of a police officer who committed suicide because um, there was just so much heaviness in his heart and in his community and in this world and this nation that he just felt like you know, he was going to resolve things by just taking himself out of the equation. And honestly, it's heavy. It hurts. That's a hard decision to make. And for some, they don't even think about it. They just do it. And for others, they contemplate on it for for weeks, for months, for years. And then they make a decision. And I myself... I have really suffered with those thoughts for years. Um, I'm 33. I think my first feelings of suicide began when I was maybe like 12 years old. And um, that's years, like over 20 years. I have been thinking about suicide and they come and go. And... If you know me, you know this podcast is kind of becoming like more of a faith-based podcast because I've honestly felt like that's the only way that I could find any kind of connection to why I'm here on earth. 
And I know that Satan really wants relevancy in my life, especially since I officially made the decision like for good to become sober. And, you know, I've been sober since August 2020. Um, I had a minor relapse, like maybe um, probably October or November. But then I was in the hospital in November and obviously never have and never wanted to look back after that. So it's been months from now. And so, but officially, um, I officially have been sober since August. And... 2020 was already a tough year for us all and I know that the suicide rates went up because of the pandemic because of just the confusion in our world because of the lack of us being able to go anywhere or do anything and um in the beginning I won't lie like I was scared but I was also like fearless I was still traveling to see my friends I was still going um you know, to like buy weed or whatever, alcohol, you know, I wasn't really tripping about being, not being able to go anywhere until they closed a lot of the places that we were trying to go. And as an actor, an artist, um, we couldn't perform on stage. And that was truly where I found my joy. And um, when they took all that away, I was like, wow, like, there goes that. And, but I found so many other connections. I was reading children's stories to kids and I was able to make um, somewhat of a living doing that for a while. And I um, did a, I did a lot of Zoom plays. And I remember when they were talking about Zoom plays and I was like, oh, ain't nobody going to ever ask me to do a Zoom play. And then sure enough, they did. And then I did another one and another one and another one, which was really cool. And they were paid opportunities. So um people providing those opportunities also understood like from artist to artist the importance of um, paying people for their time and their work you know and so I really appreciated that and I really found joy in doing that and zoom plays are not the real thing they're not the same but it was just a chance for a lot of us to find like relevancy again and you know, I went to the hospital. You guys you guys know if you've been listening that I have MS. And the first time it was really hard, but I was able to bounce back very quickly and, you know, continue to work out and go running and things like that. But this second time I went to the hospital, my um my bounce back has been slow but steady. Um but still, I'm still moving. I've still come a long way. I've, I've really come a long way. But there are just moments when I try to conquer a new task. And, you know, it's hard for me. And I really feel super sad about that. Because I feel like, um, you know, I just, I don't know necessarily, you know, what God is trying to tell me and you know I talked to my brother I talked to my mom about it and you know I've talked to myself and of course I've talked to God about it and the one thing that God told me was to wait this year of 2021 
is the year of waiting for me. I'm in a waiting season. And I, and I was like, wait, what you mean? And he was like, be diligent while you wait. And, you know, I've talked about it in like my Bible study groups. And one, one attendee was like, well, you know, I feel like waiting isn't always necessarily you just sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Like sometimes he wants you to get up and do things while you're waiting. And I understood that. It's why I said, you know, well, that's what he told me. Be diligent while you wait. You know, and diligence means like to be, you know, keep yourself like busy and active and not like moving out of haste and not not relying on God to to do things and to help you do things. But, you know, to seek his guidance, look to him. And, you know, when I say that right now, it sounds so corny because you know, MS and like mental health, it's like a big deal. And someone um, sent me a message like, like, I don't even know. It was like on a Thursday. I just remember because I was in Bible study when it happened. And it was just like some random dude who was just trying to like hang out, I guess. But it was just not necessarily something that I wanted. And he was really like hey we were we were talking about you me and some some people and you know they were saying that what you're doing is like a mental health thing and i'm like well they clearly don't know what ms is and it's it's a neuro- neurological thing you know it's like your myelin sheath you know is is like kind of ruined y- your nerves are attacking the parts of your body that they think is healthy because they think they're helping and i really think that that's how people are you know And, you know, I just really don't necessarily know when people say, you know, you're in the process of healing. And I'm like, what does healing even mean to to another person? Because how is that the same thing that I'm thinking healing means for me? And when I think about that definition, you know, I'm skipping around, but I'm just like, when I read, when I was talking to this guy, he was telling me, you know, it was about mental health. And I was like, you know, I hate being, you know, I don't like people who have my name in their mouth if if they're wrong. People love to talk about you, but they don't want to talk to you about what they're talking about. And I really think that that frustrates, that frustrates me, but it, it would frustrate anyone, I think. And when the definition says the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again, you know, I know that this is a really big season, you know, for a lot of people because it's a season of loss for so many of us. So many people have lost their lives because of COVID and then they lost their lives because of Snowvid, you know, the snowpocalypse that happened and people lost their lives because of cancer and other illnesses. And here I am sick, you know, and, you know, I really want to become sound or healthy again. But I just feel like, you know, I, I, I don't want Satan to win. But I really feel like he is winning. And I got some news today that is really overwhelming news. And 
it's um, un- unnecessary for the times that I'm going through. I mean, I already have a chronic illness. I started a new job, which is awesome. And, you know, there are certain things that I'm like, hey, man, this is really cool. But at the same time, a lot of things just feels really um, unpredictable. And, you know, that's life, honestly. Who are we to say, like, this is going to happen because we literally live for each moment. Each day is the new is a new day and each day is a gift and a blessing. And I have to remember that. But I also wonder, like, what does God want with someone like me? Why would he give me MS? Why would he take away my ability to walk? twice and the second time make it be a slower process to get better why would you know the news that I got today happen to me when it wasn't news that I was looking for but it's I think news that you know in in a certain extent I asked for it you know what I mean I can't really explain it um I haven't really told anyone yet I'm in the process as I press the record of telling people about what was going on with me because I feel like if I don't say anything this could be the last podcast episode that I record you know and you know I haven't laughed in a long time I haven't smiled I mean I've smiled I'm not gonna lie I smile I smile a lot but part of me is like is this fake or or not and like low-key I'm glad to be wear a mask because my face under the mask is a mess it's sad and I you know I don't want to play like you know the pity party I don't want to throw a pity party I just feel you know heavy hearted um and so I want to think I want to talk about some scriptures some scriptures that talk about healing um Psalms 30, chapter 30, verses 2 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And when I hear that, it's like, wow, like, that's awesome. But I also feel like, man, you know, how whack is this? Or how real is this? Because how I feel now, it's very hard not to be dismayed. It's very hard not to fear my heart is heavy you know what I mean like and it could be something as simple as I walk into the mailbox like do you know how challenging how challenging it is for me to walk to the mailbox child that's an easy task you know the only challenging thing for some of us is that it's far my mailbox is far from where I live like my apartment it's in the complex but I I usually drive to it because it's far but even when I'm parking close up to it and I got to get out and check the mail man you know how hard that is? Um, and I'm just like... I Actually, when I think about this verse, I'm like, first of all, is that from Psalms 32? I think this one is from Psalms 32. That one, I'm not sure where that one's from. But, um, but I still feel the same. The feelings are the same, no matter the chapter or verse or book. But this one, Lord, my God. I called to you for help, and you healed me. You know, 
I think for me, I can't help but see healing as like of medical problems. Um, but I also have to think about it when I read it this time. It's like he healed me of my um, my mental illnesses as well as my physical illnesses. Like I know because he did it for me the first time, but it's like, how do you know he's not going to do it again? Um, and he did it so abruptly, so fast. I was like, oh, shoot, like I'm strong again, you know? Um, and, you know, one thing that I really love doing is working out. Even now, I I went walking this morning with my mom and it was the most difficult walk for me. Um, we only walked a mile. And for some people, child, disability or not, a mile is just not for everybody. But for me, it used to, I used to get at least two miles, three miles in a day. Um, walking or running or both, you know, it was just the thing that I did to soothe my mind, you know, I really enjoyed it. And the fact that I couldn't even get one mile in without being like, I'm done was sad to me. It really crushed me, you know. And so when it says I called you for help, and you healed me is like, um, You know, I, I, I just think about, like, how open-minded do you have to be for God to heal you? You know, and that's a genuine question. Um, so anyone listening, you feel free to text me or leave a message. Send me a message on social media and let me know. You know, I was supposed to be fasting from social media, but I, I didn't really do that because I was, um, you know, I work for... A company that and I mainly promote them and other artists through social media so I'm constantly on it looking for ways to like send uh you know promotions or whatever but I'm also um just like a victim of social media like let me get on social media and talk about whatever or look at whatever but I'm also like out of the loop a lot of it a lot of the times because Social media is just a stressful place. So um, even though I was supposed to be fasting, my point is if you want to help me answer that question, like how open-minded do you have to be for God to help you? Especially now because my mind is, I hate how easily that it gets closed. I'd be so hot for God so like yes God and I you know I don't want I don't don't think I'm lukewarm for God at this moment I think I'm cold like I don't know about you God I'm mad I'm mad but I don't know if I'm mad at God or mad at myself you know what I mean um but another verse it says come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest and I'm definitely weary I'm definitely burdened, you know, but it's like some of this is like I caused it upon myself and some of this, well, I feel like all of it I caused, I caused it upon myself. I don't want to say all of it, but most of this is, is decisions that I chose to make, you know, and my heart is heavy, bro. Like I can't even explain it. I really can't, but to me, moving forward, 
to me, healing is exactly what that definition, what it says, becoming healthy again. I mean, I, I feel like I'm on a journey towards healing, but I still have so far to go. And like, even if I'm still here, even if I'm still alive, and even if this year comes to an end, like, I, I don't know if I'll be walking more smooth. I don't know if, you know what I'm saying, I'll be able to like, climb stairs without holding on to a handrail. I don't know if I'll ever be cast into play again. I don't know what my acting career even is going to look like tomorrow, you know? And, you know, I really shouldn't think about tomorrow because today is all I have. But I think about that often. And it's so funny because people around me, they're like, oh, you got it. You're just, you're just getting stronger. You just have to get stronger or you'll be on stage again. You'll be on stage again. And I'm like, how, how are they so confident saying that, you know, like, and why can't I see what they see? And for God, why can't I see what you see, God? Why can't I see what you see? Um, you know, the food that I'm consuming, like, if you open my fridge, you'd be like, whoa, like it ain't nothing like sweet up in there, but like monk, monk fruit sweetener. That's like, like a sugar alternative that was like keto friendly when I was doing keto and I, you know, I bought a big bag of it. So I still got it, but also like kombucha, you know, that's my thing. And that's probably the sweetest that it will get. Like I, I love kombucha and I love, um, eating like almonds and walnuts and pecans with and I dunking them in olive oil and then putting monk fruit monk uh fruit sweetener on top of it and that's like my sugar fix and that's what I've been doing for a long time and so other than that like I my food is like my medicine especially when um I lost my job and my money started to dwindle I ran out of supplements and I was like well I can't you know, afford to buy more, you know, supplements. I want to, but I can't afford to. So I'm going to wait to buy more zinc and vitamin C and, you know, certain things that I really wanted to get. I was like, I have to wait because I can't financially afford to get any of that. So food was like my medicine. And if it wasn't for the food, I wouldn't even be able to walk that mile. Even if it was like a an interesting mile, I wouldn't be able to do that. Because if you remember going back to my social media, my Instagram, and and seeing um, the videos I posted of me at the hospital and how how I wasn't able to like really get up and move around, and they had to give me instructions on how to like stand with my walker and sit in my with my walker and then sit back in the wheelchair and do all this stuff. And then to the point where I was able to walk up and down my living room without assistance was like a big deal. And I remember what God told me because I just said, speak to me. Your servant is listening, you know, and he spoke to me and he said, you will be walking, but it'll be 100 plus days. And I said, plus, what? why you got to add the plus? And as time goes by, I'm thinking about it now. As I look in, I look in my freedom journal, I think I'm on day like 50, like six, maybe. I can't remember, but it's like more than halfway through. But I've also, I 
the week before spring break, I like skipped that whole week of writing. And I've, I've only written in my freedom journal now that I'm on spring break. I've only written in it like maybe once or twice. So I'm like, I see why he means 100 plus days because I'm not keeping up with it. But even so, even though I'm not keeping up with it, my my health is getting there. But I know my mentality, my mental health is is failing. And because that's failing, my body's not getting the chance it needs to get well. So, you know, there's a lot of inflammation in my in my thoughts and in my brain. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm focusing on the things I can't control and like to a certain extent I can control these things but not all of these things some of these things are just the sciences of life and it's really overwhelming me it's really terrifying you know and I just feel ashamed like really guilty really ashamed really embarrassed and um It's just amazing what, like, it's officially been a year since we've been in this pandemic, right? And I remember in the beginning when I was, like, making jokes and, like, summaries of dieting, summaries of the Rona. Like, you know, those were more fun episodes. I was just being silly. But as time goes by, you hear how I'm, like, dwindling, right? And it's just amazing what this pandemic will do to you. Not only is... Um, this virus a pandemic but racism is a pandemic and there's um, racism of different cultures like Asian people are going through their own racist acts people are just messing up with elderly people and it's extended from the elderly to like anybody any age who's Asian they getting on them too and it's just messed up you know the trans community they they've been going through it people just killing them left and right like i'm just like why are all these people with, with all these opinions like everybody trying to say how they feel about stuff and trying to control everybody else and project all this hatred onto everybody and it's so frustrating and i feel like our previous president he really welcomed that kind of rhetoric into this nation again, which we've been having this rhetoric. We were founded upon that stuff. You know, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Like Wallace, like people, like it's just been a part of this nation. And it's just like, it's terrible, you know? And when I really sit and contemplate that kind of stuff, it's like being a black woman, being black, okay? Being a woman, and having a disability and being young for the time being this is my Jesus year child I'm 33 the same age as Jesus when he passed and I'm just like wow like those are three pandemics all in themselves okay and it's just, this is just it's a hard time to be alive um but yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about the things that I've tried to do to focus on my healing and food has been the main thing that I've done. I've been really trying to focus on the food that I eat because sometimes I try to work out and I just can't get through a workout the way that I anticipated, you know, but I've been obsessing over the workouts. But the one thing I really love to do is 
um, ride my stationary bike. Um, my parents were really kind and they gave me the one that was sitting in the garage. And if you follow me on social media, you've seen me like post several videos of me like super sweaty when I was do- working out in their garage. But now I, I get just as sweaty working out in my living room. And I hardly ever watch the television unless it's on YouTube watching those biking videos. And I, I live for those biking videos. And I think I didn't do one today, um, but I think I'm going to do one tomorrow. Um, I'm supposed to go walking. And this is me talking as if tomorrow is promised. I have no idea. And I mean that because it's, it's up to God. And it's at this point, unfortunately, up to myself. But, you know, something I, just another thought I have is like when we, when we don't wait on the Lord, we give the enemy a chance to introduce us to counterfeits. This is something that Mike Todd said, you know, I live for Mike Todd. I've, he's really helped me in my spiritual walk. And some people think that he's controversial you know, and I, you know, that's how you know you're doing something right when people got to hate on you. You know what I'm saying? That's how people are. But they say, you know, he said, we give the enemy a chance to introduce us to counterfeits. Then we deal with the results of mistakes and we have to get healed in order to, in order, I'm sorry, healed and delivered from something God never meant for us to experience. And I honestly feel like that's what I'm going through right now. Like God never meant for me to experience what I'm personally feeling, like the situation I got myself in because I didn't want to wait on the Lord, you know? I didn't want to wait on whatever the situation was. And you know, I'm pretty open on my podcast, but this is something that I'm like, "Oh, wait, let me wait. Let me not say it completely yet." And if I'm alive for the next podcast go around, I might say something about it. But as of right now, my heart is just heavy. And, you know, it's like, how do we know that God never meant for for us to experience whatever situation? You know, I've heard quotes that are like, you ever, um, you got to be thankful to God because he gets you out of situations sometimes that you put yourself in. And I'm like, ooh, there were times when. God definitely got me out of some situations where I didn't belong, you know, in them situations to begin with. But I put myself in them situations and I feel like this certain situation, God was like, I'm going to see what you do about it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, God. And I feel like, like, honestly, I want to give up, you know. But a lot of people are like, think about all the people that are going to be hurting if you if you do this. And it's like, man, like, if they're going to be hurting, why would they wait till I'm gone to be hurting? Like, did they not see the hurt that I'm in right now? The pain that I'm going through right now in this moment? Like, I'm an afterthought to so many people. And I feel like even God... And I'm sorry, God, I don't mean to say that about you. I don't mean to be a hater. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I've been talking to God. I've been praying to God. I've been crying to God. But, man, I don't know. You know, and I don't want to stop praying, you know. But sometimes you don't even be knowing what to say in your prayers, you know. You know how it is. Like, or maybe you don't. But 
it's like, I don't know what to say, God. Like, I just know that, like, I'm my heart is heavy. Like, I'm tired. And I feel like for once in my life, I can actually say that I'm tired and mean it. You know how we'd be like, I'm tired. But it's like, you tired of, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, watching a show or listening to somebody talk or whatever. Some of y'all might be tired of hearing this episode. Who knows? But I feel like... I'm truly fatigued and um, this, I mean, my uh, MS has truly been like, you know, it's been a challenge, but I've usually risen above it. Like I've usually found reasons to be happy, like even with MS, because I'm just like a resilient person for the most part. But this is how I know that I'm down because it's hard for me to get up. It's hard for me to find joy right now. And even when I find joy, I know how temporary that joy is. And I'm like, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to even talk to God and be like, dear God, um, I'm sad. I'm just like, he will be like, man, what? Like, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's tired of me, which is why I'm going through what I'm going through. And I feel like I deserve a lot of this. And, uh, you know, so healing, you know, I don't, I think maybe this podcast is a part of my healing process because I'm thinking out loud. I'm saying these thoughts out loud. And, and instead of just thinking about it, I'm actually like putting them somewhere. Like I'm not writing, I'm just talking about it. It's just like a, a quicker way to journal. And, uh, it makes me feel good, makes me feel happy-ish. Um, I mean, I'm able to cry here. No one's here but me. This is my space. So I'm able to do these things with nobody around. And, you know, God is here. I know he's listening to me. And I'm always welcome to hearing his voice. So um, with that being said... I want to move on and do my segment, listen, read, watch. And um, that might be my only segment. I I wanted to do the exhort corner, but I don't really have anyone to exhort, which is, you know, something I should do even regardless of how I'm feeling. But we're going to take a quick commercial break and I'll be right back. Okay, guys, I'm back, and um, I just wanted to do my segment, Listen, Read, Watch. So the things that I'm listening to, um, like, I've been listening to meditation apps, like, of course, Headspace, that's my jam. But also, there's a another med- meditation app called Abide. <laughs> And it's just wonderful, like wonderful short like meditation prayers and meditation like sayings and things that kind of get you spiritually close, mentally close to your heart and yourself and to God. And those are like, it's just been really amazing. And what kind of intersects with the listen, listen, read, like honestly in 2021 
really it really began for me like a long time ago but you know I listen to books and podcasts a lot so uh, another one that I'm listening to that's just completely off track but Ear Hustle that's still my favorite jam Ear Hustle is amazing um that's on um Apple Podcasts and I think Spotify but I listen on Apple Ear Hustle and it's just about like um people who are um locked up and they tell their stories through Nigel Poor and Erlon Woods who was in prison and then he got out of prison and now he still works for them he's just another second host and they just tell some amazing stories there's another one that they recommended and I listened to it I binged it in like one no maybe two days called Suave about this guy named Suave who went to jail when he was like maybe um 17 but he was you know was accused of killing someone who who was like 13 years old and he was in prison until he was like 50 I mean, he got out. He was supposed to be in jail for life without parole. But then something happened to where he got out, and that was God, you know? And he got out. He he was doing great stuff for his community. And then he had an altercation with his, like, wife at the time. And she, you know, her accusations got him back in prison. And then he was there for, like, a... Uh, a year and then he got out again you know and then you find out all this crazy stuff about it but I don't want to tell you you should listen to it it's on Apple Podcast called Suave S-U-A-V-E Suave and it's so so good so astounding and amazing um so I've also been listening slash reading Bible sermons like the Bible in general Um, because I just, you know, I'm hungry for knowledge. I'm hungry to understand, you know, um, I was listening to this book called, um, what is it called? Waiting on God. And it was written by Francis Chan and narrated by Francis Chan is like four sermons in one narrated by Francis Chan, uh, John Ortbeg. Um, let me see who else, if it tells me. Um, it's like four sermons in one. Um, James McDonald, John Ortbeg, and Bill Hybels. And it's just like, it was actually very astounding. I really learned a lot. And I think after this episode is done, I'm going to listen to it again. Um, but really, it's... It was pretty encouraging, if I say so. It's just talking about how prayer should not be taken lightly in connection with individual and communal sin. And that's really profound for someone like me and for, you know, what I currently am going through. It's amazing. Um... And the sermons are called, like, Waiting on God. Waiting on the Lord is the hardest work of hope, which is very true when he told me to wait. Lord, if this ain't the hardest waiting time, I don't understand what I'm waiting for. You know what I'm saying? And why we shouldn't give up on prayer. That was another sermon in this book. And 
we must persevere through hindrances to prayer. And I don't really know what that means. But I understand the importance of persevering. And I know that, like, um, I was just recently a guest speaker on, um, through this church, this Methodist church. I want to say they're called St. Luke. I don't remember. St. Luke, I believe. But they were talking about The Color Purple, the musical, and they were talking about tenacity. And they were relating tenacity through Color Purple and how you can, where do you find tenacity in that story? But also through that story, they were asking me as Michelle to tell a little bit of my story about, you know, what I've been going through and the tenacity that I find in that. And I just really um, was so inspired by just like the guests who were also there just like listening and, and commenting. And I was honored to be focused and seen as a guest. And like, it's those moments like that, that I have to realize, like, I am seen. I do matter, you know. But it's just heavy that right now I don't, I don't feel like that, you know, so... I have to do better about that, I guess, you know, and I don't, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I got to do better. And then you don't do better. I'm just like, how do I actively do better about how I feel right now in this moment? Um, Because I'm, I'm talking and complaining, like, you know, I'm going to live tomorrow to be able to talk and complain. I'm talking and complaining like this feeling that I have won't go away or like will go away. And perhaps it will, but you know, I know it's up to me and it's up to God and it's up to my connection to God, you know, in order for this feeling to go away. Because it's easy to just be here. It's easy for Satan to be like, got her. Now she wants to die. This is exactly what I wanted. And I'm like, I don't want to give him that much, you know, attention. He's annoying. Um, And he's annoyingly persistent. And I want to be persistent and I want to be annoyingly persistent about my faith you know and my positivity so maybe that's another way that I'm I can heal um another thing that I'm doing it can go with listen slash read but uh you know Noom you've seen so many of those commercials like I lost 20 pounds with Noom N-O-O-M and I was like man nah and I was like well let me try it. So I got on Noom and, you know, it's really not that bad of an idea. It's a, it's like a process, of course, but this is supposed to be a lifestyle and not just like a quick fix. And so along with my, my healing journey, physical healing journey, I'm realizing that this is supposed to be my lifestyle and not something that I do like okay great I lost my I lost my weight I'm good now but like this is supposed to be what my life is supposed to be forever you know so I have learned or am learning to do that through noon but also eat smarter I've been reading that book eat smarter by Sean Stevenson it's a great book it's like the bible of nutrition and it's it's just an amazing book you will be dumbfounded by the things that you learn and because of that, I mean, I learned about the Walls Protocol, and a lot of what she is saying you should try with eating is the same as like what I learned about when I was reading Josh Axe's Eat Dirt, 
and with Eat Smarter, a lot of the things they're saying are similar, you know? And I, I mentioned them on previous episodes, like a lot of the things that I chose to give up, not because I was a prude about eating, because I love food, obviously, but just what wasn't helping me get better, like physically and mentally. And I can tell because I, you know, I slept well last night, but um, I didn't really, I haven't really eaten much food today. And I can tell because, hello, I'm recording this whole episode like sad and stuff, but I also just really got some some scary news and it's only scary if you it depends on how you see it but because of what's happening in my life it's just like not it's not a good time and I don't even know when it would be a good time but right now not the best time you know but anyways eat smarter it's a good book um and I'm gonna move on to watching one thing that I'm watching um is uh transformation church like with mike todd those those um sermons he has some really amazing sermons there's there's one there he's on a new series new segment called uh paper chaser paper chasing or something and it's been really really interesting i've been watching it and you know i have a hard time honestly watching sermons right now because i feel fake and hypocritical but it's actually a really good sermon. I mean, most of his sermons are pretty good. Um, but I'm really trying to, like, tune in. I'm trying not to run from faith. I know faith is over fear. I need to remember that because I think with healing, that's something that needs to take place. So... I've been watching Transformation Church. Another thing that's completely random and off topic is I've been watching a lot of Food Network shows and I have Hulu, you know, and I've been watching, um, you know, I love cooking shows. I love to cook. It's just like cooking shows bring me solitude. And I watch a lot of cooking shows because you can have it on like and be doing whatever else, like not paying attention. But I like competition cooking shows. So I've been watching Guys Grocery Games. That's so random. And, like, I play in the hospital. When I was in the hospital, I watched... I, the first time, I didn't watch any TV. But then when I did, I had my iPad. And I watched a lot of Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay. And it was just so good, you know? Such a good show. I had the uh, nurses all up in my room looking at the episodes. Because they good, you know? Um, but when I got home, I was watching Master Chef Junior a lot. Um, and Top Chef Junior. Because I love watching kids. Like, if kids can... Um, cook, man, kids are geniuses. It's amazing. It's interesting that I say kids, you know, but, um, but they are. And I work with children who are geniuses, you know, they might have learning disabilities, but that doesn't define them. And I have to think about that too. They don't use their disability as an alibi, you know, and I don't want to do that myself, but I do do that. I said doo-doo. <laughs> anyway, so I watch uh, Guy's Grocery Games, but I also watch uh, uh, Beat Bobby Flay, dude. Such a good show. Like, he's so attractive, and so I watch it um, for that reason, but also because it's just such a good show. And I've never watched Iron Chef, but I'm thinking maybe I should because, because you know, just to find the connection, because a lot of these cooks... 
like you know I they intersect on these different TV shows I'm starting to get to know these cooks a lot better because I it's so cool to watch them grow um from like little little cooks on like Top Chef back in the day and then to come up and up and up in the cooking game in the cooking world is very cool and it's cool when I'm like oh I know who that is that's uh uh Richard Blaze you know or whoever else you know and I just really think that's really cool um so guys grocery games guy guy fietti is that his name i don't know but he he's an amazing guy amazing cook and it's just really cool to watch these shows so uh so yeah and i think that those shows offer me tons of healing when you know um when I'm just in such a low, dark place. And, you know, I was watching um, on my social media, like Steve Harvey keeps popping up with like his motivational speeches and stuff. He, they're like very short, but he um, he had a lot of a lot of good moments. And one of them, he talks about God a lot. And he's like, if you knew my story, if you knew my journey, like he would be so surprised but he said he told God when he makes it like he prayed God all the time like please let me make it let me make it I'm tired of being broke and when I get there I'm only going to talk about you because you you deserve all the credit and sure enough like here he is his his face is on like all the tv screens everybody knows Steve Harvey and if you don't man you under a rock you know and that's awesome and so he gives God the glory everywhere he goes. And he was like, write down your visions. And he was like, um, one Bible verse that I, he's like, some of these verses I know. He's like, you you have not because you ask not. He always talks about that, that verse. But that's not the whole verse. But like, it's like, but when you ask, you ask because you want to gain something from that. But not necessarily because you believe that God will do it, you know. And I feel like sometimes... I do that like, oh, God, please help me with this or that. But it's like you only do that because you just want that burden to be lifted. But like you don't you don't necessarily believe that he's going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You still have some fear in you or some doubt in you. And, you know, I feel like I feel like. You know, he was saying, like, I don't even know what verse that is. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, I don't know what verse that is either. Um, but I think I have a, like, a, I think I have it written down. Um, let me look, let me look. It's um like, I know I have a picture of it somewhere, somewhere up in here, unless I deleted it. It's uh, when you ask, you don't receive because you asked with the wrong motives. That's from James. James uh, 4 verses 3 and I'm like my motives be all wrong but sometimes I'm like are my motives wrong do I is it wrong that you don't even be knowing your motives are wrong you know you still be praying like but you don't you don't mean for, for you to have wrong motives but you do have wrong motives I guess it's and is it wrong that you don't be knowing you know what I'm saying like I don't mean to have wrong motives but because you're not aware that you have wrong motives I feel like that's still wrong you know because you should be aware of what your motives are why are you asking for that for real though um um so yeah like um 
another thing so random i don't even remember the i think it's from samuel something but it was talking about he he leaps over the walls um i'm like where even is that quote because i feel like i'd be saving quotes but now i'm like i can't even find the quote but it was like you know he leaps over the walls and he was like you should pray to god to leap over your walls like um you can name some walls in your life and maybe it's the walls of discouragement the walls of doubt or the walls of resentment and bitterness loneliness sickness me depression me fear me anxiety helplessness fatigue all that dead and mental distress and and then the quote was whatever wall you find yourself facing declare I declare that you can leap over them walls. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm working on that. But you're going to leap over it because it's Jesus who carries you over the wall. And he's the one who's going to carry you over the wall and and have you moving. He'll be moving on my behalf. And that's really profound to me that he he'll be moving on my behalf is like oh wow lord like thank you like that's really you know i can't really even i'm speechless about that you know and i'm just like will you please help me move over this wall all these all them walls that i named are legitimately walls that i feel like i have you know and it's like, ugh, like I don't want them walls. I want to just be confident, me. Even, even walking down the street like I'm drunk and I'm not drunk, but I just sometimes I'll be looking like that. Um, I want to be confident, even so. Um, but I, I remember what Steve Harvey said. He said one verse that I remember is Habakkuk two two is what he said. He said it like that, and he said. The Lord said to me, write my answers plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct messages to others. And he said, write your visions down, write your visions down. And then when the visions come true, mark it off. And he's like, I'm constantly making vision boards left and right every day. Every moment I think of something that I want on my vision board. I see it on somebody else's and I'm like, I want that. And he's like, it doesn't matter how extreme you feel like it is. And he was like, write down 300 things you want God to do for your life. 300 things. And I was like, man, what? 300 things? Like, that's crazy. Um, I remember when I, I, I got out of the hospital the first time and the second time, my mom had me do like a passion test. And I, I remember being like, man, this passion test is whack, you know. The first time, and I felt like that the second time. But I'm about to look at my passion test after this and see. Because the first time, a lot of those things came true. But what's really sad is, like, they were gone as fast as they came. You know what I mean? Uh, and that, that reminds me of the quote that I got from Michael Todd. And he was like, a lot of the times God gets you out of situations that you put yourself in. Um... God never meant for you to experience those situations and you have to get healed and delivered from something that God never meant for you to even experience. And I'm like, man, like that's for for sure what I feel like happened to me. And I'm really, I'm sad about that. And like, it's so funny because God, I mean, God, um, Steve Harvey was like, write down 300 things. And man, tell me why I got to 30 things. And I was like, ooh, Lord. <laughs> 
And some of those things, like, I'm looking back at it now, and I'm like, hmm. I don't know, I kind of received some answers that's like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to mark it off, but I'm going to just keep adding on to it as I'm walking, as I'm working, whatever I think about. I'm just going to keep adding until I get 300 things and then maybe I'll have some to delete and I'll add some more to it. But um, it's just where I'm at right now, y'all. And I don't know if I'm the only one going through healing, the only one listening to this, you know. I mean, I I appreciate all the people who do listen to this because you really helped me grow. I know one thing that I put on my vision list or whatever was, um, what did I write? To be successful at uh, a podcast career, and I, I call that now, especially if I'm still alive and present something that I want to do um and it's so funny because I said that and while I was writing it someone contacted me and they were like oh my gosh like your podcast is so great you're an awesome person and I was like oh wow random thanks for listening and then another person asked me like I want to do a podcast like um me and my husband want to do a podcast about this whatever and they were like what do you think how do you feel? And I was like, girl, how I feel doesn't even matter. Like my opinion of your podcast is none. It's like none of your business. Like what, what, how I feel about it. It don't matter to you. It shouldn't matter to you. Do your thing. If it makes your heart shine, that's all that matters, you know? And I had to remember that that's, it's just a process of my healing. And I want to consider that I just want to, I have to keep that into consideration, you know? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I could really, really dive into, but I'm like, that's another podcast. That's another episode. And, uh, just a quote that I want to leave you guys with. It says, sit with it, sit with it, sit with it, sit with it. Even though you want to run, even though it's heavy and difficult, even though you're not quite sure of a way through Healing happens by feeling. Healing happens by feeling, y'all. And let's feel these feelings. Let's feel these feelings. Be brave enough to heal yourself even when it hurts. And I that's a note for myself. And that's a note for anybody else who's really going through it, especially during this pandemic especially dealing with loss. This is a season of loss. It's a season of waiting. So let us be brave enough to heal ourselves, even when it hurts. That's from Bianca Sparacino, The Strength in Our Scars. So may y'all have an awesomely blessed evening, day, if you're listening during the day. Um... And hopefully we will meet again, guys. Thank you. That about sums it up with your girl, Summaries with Chuck.